1: Hello, buddy. Welcome back to the WTF1 podcast. We've got a very special episode for you today where we're speaking to F1's newest addition to the grid. Of course, there are some special circumstances with the fact Lewis Hamilton has COVID, so we wish him all the best in a speedy recovery. But that's allowed a man that we've known for a very long time. We've done videos with him in the past. Uh, And it's Mr Jack Aiken, Jack, F1's newest hot star on the grid. You probably weren't expecting this, but at the same time, it's here. How are you?
2: Yeah, pretty good. Um, (laughs) It is very unexpected, to say the least. Um, I got the call like 24 hours ago, pretty much. No, a bit more. It was two days ago initially um, when the news came out about Lewis. And uh, initially, to be honest, I didn't think anything of it because they have their designated reserve drivers, Um, But obviously, being the end of the year and it's slightly special circumstances, uh, George uh, got called up. So here we are. We'll go into the full
1: how you found out a little bit later on. But uh, of course, Tommy's here as well, who he said he feels like a proud dad or a proud parent (laughs) right now. Tommy, is that right? A little bit. Yeah, it's
3: I was when when you got announced. Firstly my reaction was obviously pure joy and then i was looking um through some pictures to post you know to do my my proud dad post on instagram about about you and um yeah if anyone doesn't know 2015 was when uh we first like started chatting and stuff and it was uh silverstone 2015 i remember you were running the WTF1 stickers on your formula renault euro cup car i believe it was or formula renault 2.0 and now we're chatting on the WTF One podcast with you as an F1 driver. Unbelievable! Fun times, eh?
1: <laughs> it, that that does actually kind of match with the proud parent thing because Jack's there, like, stop talking, Tommy, and Tommy's like, I'm so happy, I'm so happy for you. You're embarrassing me. Uh, right. Let's uh, well, Tommy kind of alluded it to there, but let's let's throw it back to the very beginning. Jack, did you ever, I mean, I'm sure you imagined it, but did you ever think that Formula One would uh, would be an opportunity uh, earlier on in your career? Were there any sort of hiccups where you thought this wouldn't be
2: possible? Uh, I don't know. I think um, I wouldn't say I've ever felt like, oh, that's it, my, you know, my chance is gone or, or you know, going the other way. It's, it's such a long journey to get to Formula One for anybody, you know, and... Um, I've spent the last couple of years as a reserve driver so there's been that added element of um, you always know that the chance is at any moment you could get called in so you kind of have to be ready all the time Um, but then you're just constantly sitting on the sidelines waiting so it's kind of a weird place to be stuck in limbo and to actually now be in that position is slightly surreal Um, but I'm keeping myself busy if I keep myself busy then I can't, you know, think about it for too long, and then I won't get get too uh, too excited. So
1: apart from when plebs like us ask you how you're feeling, and you're like, "Stop it! I'm trying to be busy here." I am <laughs> focused. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah, i guessing like your family and stuff as well. Are, are you trying to like sort of keep that out of your mind and just focus focus on the job ahead rather than
2: thinking too much of like,
3: "Oh my god, I'm I'm in F1."
2: um it's not too bad i mean my dad's here with me because he was here to watch the f2 anyway um and obviously he's pretty excited my mum and my brother back home are extremely excited um lots of friends and you know uh, lots of people close to me getting in touch congratulating me um i don't mind it too much you know it's it's a lot of um messages to answer (laughs) phone's been blown up since yesterday but it's really nice actually to see all the people coming in with some support and um I'm really excited about it. I'm not not feeling too overwhelmed or anything by it. Just uh, approaching it like any other weekend. I've luckily been around Williams enough that I'm really comfortable with the team and all the people, which means that it doesn't feel so weird walking into the paddock and you know cracking on with engineering briefings and doing the seat fit and all of that. So it's felt quite normal, strangely. So <laughs> I've been uh, I've been waiting for this moment. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Uh, it's awesome. And, I, and I've heard a few rumours that, you know, the, the deciding factor was the tips you learned from me in our karting series. But I, I can't confirm or deny that, to be I honest.
2: anything confidential.
1: <laughs> Breaking
2: news! <laughs> I, did actually, I did actually see a comment on, I can't remember if it was on Williams' um, announcement post or if it was on my post on Instagram. But it was just one guy who was like, is that the guy who who told WTF1 how to go karting? <laughs>
1: the other way around just when the cameras were <laughs> rolling i was the like, mining career
2: moment <laughs> was the casting series yeah
1: that's what you're known for that's your that's your number one part of your brand mate to be honest
2: can't argue with
1: that <laughs> uh so let's talk about how it actually all unfolded then for you um you mentioned that you found out a couple of days ago uh where were you were you in the bath what what was what was occurring um and yeah that also what basically you've just run us through it
2: um, I can't remember exactly when the news about Lewis broke. It was quite early in the day, wasn't it? I think.
1: Yeah, yeah. It was about 8am or something. Yeah, so I think I was even
2: just waking up and I was reading the news and looking at it being like, oh, that's that's weird. <laughs> that's just classic 2020 things. Um, but I didn't really think any more, more of it because, like I said earlier, I we've talked about this before we've been, um, well, between George and myself and Williams and George is a Williams driver, first and foremost, and Mercedes have other drivers lined up, ready to go, should they need them. Um, So I wasn't really expecting anything to happen. So I kind of forgot about it for an hour or two. And then I started to hear some some whispers that, well, you know, Mercedes have wrapped up both championships. Maybe they want to, you know, give George a chance and try something different. And obviously that would then mean I would get the seat at Williams. So i started um talking to the guys at williams and saying you know is is there a chance that this is going to happen and they just 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 sit tight we'll come back to you we're looking at all the options i was like okay and then like seven hours later i was like god when are they going to tell me um that later that evening they said uh, it's like 90 percent done but you know we're just waiting on a few things we'll let you know in the morning and then yeah, yesterday morning, obviously I was up bright and early, and uh, did you get much sleep? A... I actually slept pretty well. Yeah. Oh really? Ninety <laughs> wow.
3: okay. percent sat on ninety percent sure you might be making your F1 debut and then have to try <laughs> and sleep. Yeah, I I like my sleep so. <laughs> you do. We know. We know because of the twenty four hour kart race we did when you uh, disappeared for. Look, if you yeah, want, I'll be back that. in a few
2: hours. <laughs> If you want the driver performing at their best, they need to be well rested. I would not do well at the moment. I'll be
1: back in a few hours, guys. Comes back in seven hours. <laughs> <laughs> I guess
3: you, you mentioned earlier about the fact that it feels kind of normal because you're. I, I guess you're like you're there with Williams anyway. You've got all your gear. I guess it's very uh, different to someone like Hulkenberg or even even George. You know, scrambling to get mercedes kit in their size and everything whereas i guess you're you've had your fp1 running before so i'm assuming you're a lot more prepped maybe from that kind of side
2: of things certainly compared to someone like uh like nico who was you know had not raced at all or driven at all this year um george is obviously a slightly different situation i think he knows everyone at mercedes very well um and yeah, there's a few things to sort out, like getting his seat fit done and stuff like that. But I think he's fairly well prepared for the for that chance. Um, and I am obviously very well prepared at Williams. So, you know, it is my job basically to be ready for this situation. So it would be a bit criminal if I wasn't. Um, but it's just been a case of dusting off a few bits and bobs of, like my helmet from uh, the FP1 earlier in the year in Austria, making sure that everything is still as I want it to be, um, and then really getting on top of some of the rule differences, uh, between F2 and F1. Not that there's many, but, um, I've obviously never done, I've done a lot of testing, but I've never done quality and I've never done a race. So getting on top of those differences and making sure I won't slip up on any of the small details. Um, is pretty much the main bit of prep that I've got to do. So you mentioned, obviously uh,
1: you, you came out and said that you've been ready for this opportunity since Melbourne. Um, what do you mean by this and i know you said it in terms of like learning about the rules and stuff but in terms of actually being physically ready obviously f2 is less strenuous than f1 have you uh, have you just kept your body at an f1 grade standard so that there's no kind of rushing to be like oh god my next night my next not ready
2: yeah that kind of is part of the um that's part of the game you always i, I can't i don't know where this um, comes from but i've always been told you're, you should be physically ready for the next step up, uh, whatever category you're racing in. So if you're racing in F3, you need to be ready for F2. If you're racing in F2, you need to be ready for F1. And it's a pretty good rule to live by. I think there's only so much you can do in the gym. Um, I do feel feel ready and I've been making sure that I, I wouldn't get an nasty shock if I did have to do this. Um, having said that, I'm sure my neck will be a little bit sore after Friday because um, you, you just can't replicate the kind of force that you get in the car um, in the same way. But... I feel yeah as ready as I can be.
3: What do you think's the the biggest challenge from jumping in from F2 to F1 because I guess you've you've done that in Austria where you actually did kind of both. Um do you reckon it's easier that you can just focus fully on F1 rather than the change? Yeah, definitely.
2: I think um that Austria weekend was quite tough because I literally went from FP1 um, uh, to 15 minutes later driving the F2 car and preparing my race weekend in that car, uh, which is very different. So there was almost like you're preparing for for two weekends <laughs> uh, instead of just one. So now I've got all of today. You know, I'm going to go to the track after this and settle in with the engineers, um, get all of the media stuff done, and you know just. I'll have plenty of time to get prepared so it feels a bit more uh, calm than the last time I was in the car. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right so we, we've we've gathered Jack you're ready for this you've got your body's ready your mind is ready you've got your sleep lovely stuff let's let's now talk about the Bahrain outer circuit with a lot of hype about the fact that it's an oval although it's definitely not an oval um, what, what do you think of the track and I mean is it is it probably the track that you would have liked to have the most because it's it's so simple that you
2: don't really have to adjust too much. Any idiot can drive around there. <laughs> <laughs> no. It's, no, it's a good point actually because it um, being such a short track, it, there are there is less of it to learn. Um, having said that, it's you know half of it is new to everybody as well, so it's kind of a bit more of a level playing field. Um, I think it's going to be quite interesting watching how the track progresses from from FP1 uh, going into Saturday and Sunday. Because having I went around uh, quickly yesterday, and it is very dirty and very dusty in places, just because it hasn't been used yet. Um, so I think there's a lot of potential to make mistakes and get caught out. There's also a couple of curbs that we've not seen before, and um, yeah, it, it's going to be interesting. And it's definitely going to be a bit of a traffic jamming in qualifying as well. That's clear. If you space 20 cars out evenly across the, I think it's a three and a half kilometre circuit. Um, if you space everyone out evenly, it's something like a three second gap between two or three second gap between oh, right, cars, right. which is not enough uh, for a Formula One car. And we will not be spaced evenly, so it's going to be pretty hectic in Q one. It's a segue for you there, Tommy, isn't it? That was literally our next question.
3: Yeah, I guess qualifying we saw what it was like at monza i guess as well not not just the traffic but also everyone's going to want a nice slipstream um uh, qualifying is going to be pretty chaotic i guess for your first f1 qualifying do you think
2: yeah but it's just like f2 so it's fine <laughs> <True>. <laughs> <laughs> genuinely i mean um it's it will be quite chaotic and it's um you know I think especially the middle part of the lap um, on that new layout because it's quite thin and quite high speed and there's a lot of um, sequence um, corners it can be quite difficult to get out of the way so I think you'll definitely see people getting penalties for impeding so avoiding that will be really important um, but otherwise uh, I think it's just you know keeping your wits about you and reacting to, to what's in front of you it's, it's going to be difficult for anybody to get a clear lap. Um, so you just have to make the best of it.
1: Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, on that, I suppose, obviously, I don't want you to give away the master plan, which I'm sure you have locked away in a safe. But in terms of will there be particular strategies such as because you, you think that, OK, first out the pits, you probably have a good chance of getting one clean lap in. But then at the same time, you might not be benefiting from the slipstream, which could be quite beneficial as well. So do you, do you kind of see that slipstream will be more effective than being affected by the dirty air around such a simple track like
2: this? Definitely. I think um, people will be looking for a toe. Some teams might even decide to try and coordinate a toe. Um, I don't know. I don't know how it's going to play out. You know, it's there's so many unknowns and um, some teams may feel that it's just not worth the risk and the um, the potential mess of looking for a toe um, and just go it alone and do a clean lap. And that might be the quicker way as well. So, You'll, I'm sure we'll see some different strategies, and it'll be quite interesting. Um, but yeah, we'll see.
3: Uh, what do you think's the, I guess, realistic target for you this weekend as a whole, um, going into your first race?
2: Well, I reckon yeah. if I can beat George in the Mercedes, yeah. I can. I'm pretty sure that means I can just keep the seat. So I thought that'd be that, that's in the that's yeah. in the contract, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, probably. I mean, I, <laughs> I don't do all the paperwork, but <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure it'll be fine. <laughs> No, um, I think for me it's um, getting up to speed asap in, in the practice sessions on Friday, and then I, I don't. I have to follow Nicky's lead a little bit because um, you know he's obviously um, spent the whole year in the car. I think uh, I would really like to be able to put up a good showing and just um, as close as possible as we can get to points. Uh, we're really close to Haas in the Constructors' Championship as a team. I think it's. It's an opportunity this weekend because of the chaos that we might see. Um, so we just have to be in a position to pick up the pieces. And that means just, yeah, like I said, learning as quickly as possible. And if I can be ho- hovering in the midfield ready to pick up the pieces, that would be that would be mega.
1: Yeah, that'd be awesome. Uh, now, this question, probably Tommy should be asking because he put a tweet out, um, was it yesterday or the day before, Tommy? Just yesterday, basically being yeah. like, stickers? Uh, Jack have you taken any WTF1 stickers To just accidentally slap on the car And just drive out the pits
2: On the the chassis Well apparently there's this thing called You know a contract and so on and such What's
1: that never heard of it I thought you just I thought it was just like a sort of like paint by numbers thing You just kind of stick when you want And no is that not how it
2: works I think it's because you haven't sent Williams enough cookies Ah, Clearly what it is On the internet um, you you guys pay me in cookies, don't you? Yeah. So. Well, maybe they don't like cookies. More com- more
1: confidential information coming out from this call. <laughs> 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 and in and in terms of getting up to speed, I guess finally from from me and and the car and the step up from F two to F one, what what will be the biggest challenge for you? Is it learning all the different knobs on the steering wheel? Because there's a lot of them and all the mappings and everything else like that. Uh, have you just been sat there just
2: learning is there like a manual that you've been going through <laughs> there is a manual um but i i know it already because i've um you know i've been in this position with covid before of um, yeah. uh maybe you'll be required to jump in the car so i know as much as i can about the car um there's probably just a few bits that i'm not as familiar with because like I mentioned before, I've done testing, but there are some things that you just never do in testing that are required on a race weekend, um, like you know practice starts and um, figuring out what to do for the formation lap, quality um, situations. So those are the things that I'll be getting more familiar with. But apart from that, I know the uh, the knobs on the steering wheel pretty well, so <laughs> it should be okay.
1: I would definitely press the wrong button. Okay, cool. That sounds good. Uh, Tommy, have you got any other questions?
3: Uh, no, I'm all good. I just... Yeah, best of luck and obviously we're Team WTF One will be rooting for you as always.
1: Absolutely. We'll be the full force of our memes will be behind you. And uh, <laughs> if you get a podium, I'm expecting a, a big thank you to WTF One. Yeah.
3: If you get a podium, you get you get you're holding up a the WTF one sticker. That that surely that <laughs> just just
1: just gets it out of his boot and then just there it is. Stick it out is. on the trophy.
2: <laughs> yeah, hang on, David. I just need to get my uh my equipment.
1: <laughs> love that Jack we're, we're so unbelievably proud uh, to see you in Formula 1 this weekend we're so excited to see how you get on and uh, just enjoy it mate just enjoy it we'll be rooting for you as Tommy said I will thank you thank you guys <laughs> cheers mate enjoy it mate cheers